Hello and welcome to another episode of the Cheap Shot Wrestling Podcast. I'm Matt Bass. I'm here with Ben Bowles and this is episode number 61. Hello. 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 <laughs> I had a couple of false starts in this one, but yes. That was fantastic. Yes. <laughs> Just we've not had that in a while, but it's, um, yeah, we've uh, not got any surprises for you, unfortunately. We no. had Dominic Dijakovic. No T-Bar a- this week. AKA T-Bar. Yeah, uh, but we, you know, we, we, we will be talking about retribution at some point in this podcast. They come up again. They, they come up every week because they're so relevant yeah. and, and cool and, and modern and great. <laughs> That's definitely the topic of conversation we have. They just keep they added stuff, so there's there's definitely a lot of that. They just keep on, on getting better. <laughs> they're just becoming more and more entertaining. Well, they're just very newsworthy. I think that's basically what oh, it comes down you to. You know what they are, aren't they? If anything, they're just newsworthy. They're they create like- news. You know, there's news around them. There's news about just talking about them and reactions to them, whether it's Eric Bischoff or whoever else. <laughs> yeah. Matthew for Botchamania, you know. So, <laughs> um but we yeah, got, so we've got some good things to talk about this We week. have got a lot of things to yeah. talk about. Uh, before we get to that, though, uh, make sure you follow us on Twitter at CSWPod. Follow Ben on Twitter at RingReviewPW. You can also follow us on Instagram at CSWPod. And if you want to listen back to any of the previous episodes, go to CSWrestlingPodcast.com or go to Acast or Apple Podcasts and give us a subscribe and a rate and review and all that stuff. Yeah, do all that jazz. Send us some horrible comments. I don't mind. Yeah. <laughs> Got through the whole thing without making a mistake once. There that was we go. fantastic. It's whenever Matt does the admin, I'm really proud of him when he does it. I start it. staring into the void when yeah. I do it. What you don't see is me looking down at my phone going, oh my God, please don't look at him. Please don't look at You him. thought I was looking at my phone. I mean, I have that open. It's not written on me. None of it's written down. It's no, just, I look I'm, at my... looking, I'm just staring into space. No, I look at my phone. Yeah. Like, right, don't look at him. Don't distract him. <laughs> don't distract me. You did great. But yeah, no, we've got, there's actually quite a lot going on this week. We do. Yeah. So we're going to talk about the draft that's coming out. Uh, so it's going to be on Friday Smackdown starts this Friday and then on Monday Night Raw as well Um, so we're going to be going through our predictions of what or you know what we want fantasy booking fantasy booking out of the draft uh, I was going to say lottery then it's not the draft lottery it's just the draft yeah um, so look forward to that weird justifications of why have you picked our truth yeah so that'd be fun <laughs> we'll be discussing who we might think be the uh representatives of raw and smackdown or if there will even be representatives of raw and smackdown on these shows yeah is there making the picks or whatever i don't know is there going to be a gm style position is it going to be adam pierce Uh, (laughs) (laughs) who knows at this point he's i mean he's the one dishing out all the contracts so yeah he's doing all that stuff uh but we're talking about that we'll also be talking about nxt takeover uh which happened last sunday uh nxt takeover 31 yes um and we will be talking about the venue in which it took place, Ooh. the Capital Wrestling Center, yeah. as it's being known. It's the new, whether it's a temporary, but it's the new home of NXT. It is. So we'll start with, obviously, what we start with every week now, <laughs> and that is the small package, baby! Uh, <laughs> small package, baby! Yeah, small package. Uh, it's the best segment. It's actually my favorite segment now that it's got a name. Yes, but and it has a jingle. You've just been rolled up into the small package of news. What a great jingle that Excellent. is. I'm actually, that has made it <laughs> even better for me. But it's also, it's good that we can just chuck in stuff in here that we know we can't really talk about too much, but it'll be news topics that are definitely worth a mention. Yeah, I mean, there's been quite a few little small things to talk about uh, this week. Um, for a start, the biggest news that was within the small package news. Uh, yes, yes, yes. The biggest small news. The return of Halloween Havoc. Oh, NXT. NXT Halloween Havoc is planned for the 28th of October? Yeah, Wednesday the 28th of October. So it'll be in place of the episode of 
NXT. So presumably be on USA Network. Yeah. So it's, it's not a pay-per-view. So it's just a special version of NXT TV. Do you know what I'm really hoping for? Um, I'm really hoping they go elaborate with the set. I hope they go elaborate with the set. I hope they have a giant pumpkin. Yeah, um, huge gravestones of the screens. I want, and because it's NXT, I hope to see uh, a music act. Poppy would be great. Oh, Poppy um, would be perfect. You know, and they might do something where they don't need to have that person in the arena, yeah, in yeah, the yeah. center, in the uh, what's it, the Capital Wrestling, Wrestling Center. I've got to remember is. how to say that because it's not. <laughs> Thunderdome. <laughs> it's NXT's Thunderdome. It's the Capital Wrestling Center. Yes, <laughs> it's their own Thunderdome. Um, yeah, I know what you mean. You do, you which we have, will like, get to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I guess you want you want to have like, for, especially because it's going to be a special episode of NXT. You just kind of want to, you know, just chucking a yeah, couple well, of, like, like the music thing. Yeah, you know, because they did it last year for Poppy was on um, NXT oh, yeah. last year for Halloween, uh, where last year they had. NXT had Poppy and a great performance, and then she then she performed another song, which was uh, which Ia Shirai used as her music. Go down to the ring to have a match with Candice LeRae. Yes, right? that's what NXT were doing over on AEW. They had two people dressed as Rick and Morty. Um, so wow, wow. It's, yeah. um, I'm hoping that we're going to see something really special for that. But that was announced. Yeah, so 28th of October, Halloween Havoc back on NXT. Um, non wrestling but sort of wrestling. Kind of wrestling. Uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, uh, taking a break from endorsing political candidates, yeah. <laughs> has announced that the XFL will return in spring of 2022. And we're assuming that it's just going to return in the, the regular format? There's not going to be any changes, really. I guess it's just the XFL as it was. I assume so. I mean, uh, you know, obviously, as time goes on, you know, more announcements announcements will be made yeah uh, so if there are any changes or differences or whatever then yeah i'm sure he breaks um, that all down but yeah for the time being all we know is it's coming back in two years yeah it's giving it a long time which is i think is good it needs it because you can just go fuck coronavirus yeah we're just going to go straight on and by 2022 hopefully all of this is blown over yes we've had a pint down the winchester we'll wait for it all to blow over we're back in the normal and we're back in the normal yeah. and go back to doing xfl and having people in stadiums and it, stuff it's funny as well because it's similar to how vince announced it the first time when it yeah. was coming back he announced it like two years out yeah he was like it's coming like way down in the pipeline but yeah but it, it, it's a real thing it's happening yeah and then everyone kind of went all right they're not going to talk about it for like a year and a half and then yeah. all of a sudden boom yeah here we are um so yeah it'll be interesting to see that come back because yeah. I, was, I was like you know sort of um sideline sort of interested in it yeah so kept, i kept a track of what they were doing and there was some interesting stuff coming up online about it i think we'd even said on this podcast that we were like we'll we're pick, gonna pick a team pick and teams stuff and like track the league but new uh, york guardians i can't even remember who i picked you know <laughs> it was so because i think the only real extent i got into it was when i picked the team looked at the team and then by that point i think a bunch of their players had covid and then the league was off yeah so i was like oh i feel like i cursed it just by picking a team <laughs> um but yeah so the rocks bringing the xfl back officially yeah spring 2022 um just a little side point from Raw last night. Still no Raw Underground. We talked about it last week about the fact that Raw Underground seems to be dead. This week, Braun Strowman was on Smack, uh, was on Raw and he said uh, that he wanted to fight someone. Yeah. And he said, I know Raw Underground is not on tonight. And you're like, oh, Raw Underground's not on tonight. Does that mean it's going to be coming back at some point? Yeah. Or is that just their way of... Of explaining it away, it's just not on. Like, sh- like there were a bunch of people who turned up to the Amway Center 
pumped and ready in their jeans and vests going come on i want to fight can't wait to get into the the, the underground and they turns turn up and they go where's shane and she's not in tonight yeah oh the ring with no ropes oh, is gone it's, it's not on tonight oh they oh it's it's double booked there's a ballet class in there sorry <laughs> yeah. we've had to put actual storage down there so yeah. sorry sorry yeah, it was one of those things where we're two weeks in two weeks in no raw still no, no raw underground. underground so uh it genuinely is underground at this point for two weeks right? it is underground and a wall but that's the thing but like you said braun says it in a way that is it coming back so who knows yeah they sort of mentioned it around it and then yeah. they kind of then so then he was given an exhibition match with keith lee which apparently doesn't go against his win-loss record as if that means anything in WWE. It just means they don't put it in the annual at the end of the year. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. But anyway, so that was that. Mm-hmm. Uh, still no Raw Underground. Um, being the Elite, AEW, they have a title. The being a, being the Elite title yeah, championship was, or it, whatever. It was announced on an episode, on their latest episode y- of Being You the know Elite. more about this than I do. Well, so. I don't really know much about it, to be honest. I mean, they've not told us much. Is that basically it was on an episode of Being the Elite that was focused mainly on Kenny Omega. And he basically just holds up this championship and explains that it's basically just like a, this is their championship. So it seems as though it's just going to be a belt that's for the internet show. It's an ugly belt. It's an ugly belt. It's not, I would say it's not 24-7 title ugly, but it is definitely in the same realms of, that's a fuck ugly belt. I think the the 24-7 title was just basic. It wasn't that it was particularly it bad, but it was basic. And it had to be basic because it was being fucking thrown around all over the place. Yeah. So it's on golf courses it makes at weddings. Sense. Like. Yeah, whereas I have no idea what the context of the being the elite championship is. It's no. not going to be a, presumably not going to be a 24-7 type championship belt. My... But it, I think, feels like it was closer to the internet title that... that was, uh, Zack Ryder had back in the day or the up up down down championship yeah there's there's a lot of rumors spec like sort of circulating about the belt at the moment mm. in the fact that the way it was introduced it's Kenny once had a belt in the promotion called DDT I can't actually remember what it's called at the it's moment it's called something like brass the knuckle heavy, iron he- iron heavyweight champion yeah something yeah it's along those lines and it's a belt that's bizarre like it on yeah. for its thousandth champion it won itself yes um a ladder has held it at one point yeah didn't a ghost uh, hold it at some point? No, or something? a ghost may have an invisible person held it. Yeah. Um, Joey Ryan lost it in a dream. Yes. Um, to Candice LeRae, funnily enough. Yeah. Um, so it's it's a silly title. So people are sort of thinking that Kenny's maybe had that idea mm. and is going to go. All right. So now we're going to do the internet show. We can kind of do silly things with it and just have a silly belt that people lose in dreams and yeah. like no one wins it or it wins itself. So. They're going to have fun with it. I'm assuming it's going to be entertaining, but it's just weird. Oh, uh, you know, so wait and see what they actually do with it. Um, yeah, there's because a there are ways that you know it's. You could make fun of that. You can make a some entertainment out of it, yeah. and if they can do something which maybe means that less people are exposed to COVID and there's yeah. more content for the show, which doesn't require being in attendance in an arena. Maybe yeah. that'll be interesting to see what they do with that. Yeah, but. falls into the realms of the, the 24-7 championship. It's just about you can kind of have a bit of fun with. Yeah, it's not of... meant to be serious. And people who took the 24-7 championship seriously, it's just like... Yeah, get a, like, get a grip. It's yeah. it's for fun. It's a bit of fun. Yeah. Um, but yes, us being the elite championship yep. uh, belt that got announced. Um, move on to Retribution. We'll talk about Retribution because... Yes. I mean, this could be a bigger story maybe next week when there's maybe a bit more meat on the bone with it possibly as is typical with any retribution news it's like it comes up and you go oh it could be i mean it might it might be explained and well the thing is so the other thing is it happens on raw which is the night before we record this so if something happens there we go well that's that we have no idea the context of that and that was the end of raw okay um 
So, first of all, I have this written down. We now know all the names. Yeah, yeah, we do. We've got all the names now. So, we have Slapjack, Mace, T-Bar. You know those boys. The OG3. Uh, Reckoning, which I think I talked about last week, is Mia Yim. Mia Yim is Reckoning. And the name that I came across when doing a bit of research into the draft was Retaliation, which yeah. is Mercedes Martinez's so new she, name. She now has a name. It's a yeah. weird name. So it's we not have... the name that we picked, though. We had we had some interesting names. Like Havoc, I Chaos. Thought, my, my thought is Reckoning and Retaliation are too similar because they're both R. Yeah, I know. And also it's Retribution. So you've got Retribution's members, Reckoning and Retaliation and Slapjack Mason T-Bar. <laughs> it just it makes... almost makes Slapjack Mason T-Bar stand out even more. Make them sound the more other silly. Two, the other two at least are R words that have a shun at the end. We tried to work out what a T-Bar was. And it's yeah. like, well, I know what a Retaliation and a Reckoning is. Yes. But I don't know what a T-Bar or a Slapjack is. So, yeah. Weird. I looked up Slapjack on Urban Dictionary. We don't want to know what that is. It's gross. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Look it up if you want to look it up. If you are so inclined, be warned. It's not good reading. Yeah. But yeah, (laughs) it's it's like those sorts of names. But you're right. They've now at least got all the five main members Mm. named... Named and shamed, essentially. (laughs) Yeah. Like, right, this is all of the guys. But um, Mm. obviously, it then moves into what happened on Raw. Mm. And we have a sixth member. I guess. Well, yeah. So we now have Mustafa Ali as the leader, sort of, I assume, of Retribution. He seems to be dubbed as the leader at well, this point. Well, he was the person people were all suggesting was going to be the hacker. We've talked about the fact that we think the hacker story might be revived as the leader of Retribution, which would make of... some sense. There'd be some logic to that. It justifies both. Yes. In one swoop. It does. And uh, I mean, I think it's I think it's cool having a recognised name like Mustafa Ali as the yeah. leader. And maybe he'll get his own name, like, I don't know, well, Ball Snatcher or something. I don't know. <laughs> they'll just call him, if they're going to change his name, they'll just call him Hacker. Yeah, I mean, fine. Yeah, they'll just call him Hacker. Hacker. They'll, they'll revive, like you said, they'll revive the Or he'll the just be gimmick. called, I don't know, he'll just be called The Leader or something, you he'll, know. He'll cut a promo next week where he just explains that, like, he was the hacker, he was behind all the Do weird you think things. He already has his own face mask. Yeah, exactly. Wasn't he? Yeah, well, he yeah. has that kind of like the one he used uh, to wear, wear for his entrance. Light up one, yeah. Yeah. And when he um, was in the ring with Retribution, and they were all stood there, he mm. put his arm out and did the hand thing that he does. Oh yeah. And then he clenched his fist, and it went to ad break. So it's like the hacker man. Yeah. Come on. We're gonna be working out. I think that's the thing with the Retribution stuff is that there's not been a lot of logic when it comes to things like them fucking with the intro stuff and things like that. Like yeah. it doesn't make any sense for a bunch of people with some sticks and a molotov cocktail like <laughs> these people are not tech savvy people so it doesn't really make sense that they're able to fuck with everything in the intro titles make it spin around and go weird and yeah yeah it's like um, but it would of... make sense if the hacker did that yeah exactly if they were like right so this is kind of he's the brains behind the operation so he's the yeah. one you know messing with stuff mm. it's like yeah so they could just revive it justify both it's like we said we had this kind of agreement where it was like they could easily bring him back to make this both make sense, but they've almost done it like three steps too late. Yes. So it's like, oh, we'll do it now. We'll do it now. We'll rope him in. Mm. So there's some interesting names from the uh, from Retribution there. <laughs> yes. Uh, but we'll move on to our last uh, topic within the small package, uh, which was more of a kind of discussion point, really. I was enjoying mm. the... I've been enjoying yeah. the Alexa Bliss uh, transformation from normal Alexa who's friends with Nikki Cross, to psycho, kind of brainwashed Alexa Bliss. And I think it's really cool, and I like what they're doing with it. 
but it seems we have slightly different views on this, kind of yes. slightly. And it's, it's, I, I have to preface that I don't, I don't hate it in any way. Mm. I think it's more when I feel like these sort of fantasy storylines cross a line for me, I lose interest. And I think when, when I saw the thing where Alexa Bliss had been possessed by the fiend, it was a moment for me where I thought, oh, it's like it's like jumping the shark, but in a very low scale version. Where you just, I just think, oh, damn it. Okay, it's not subtle anymore. It's just like he has magical powers and he's magic. But I will say mm. I have really enjoyed it because Alexa Bliss being tied into this from the beginning, from like when she was in that swamp yeah. match, from that point, she's been fantastic. You can tell that she's really enjoying what she's doing. Yeah, like she's that promo that she it. did with the Kevin Owens show on Friday on SmackDown. But she yeah. was amazing when she said, when he goes, he's here, isn't he? And she kind of has this like crazed, like cult follower kind of look on her face. Like, Kevin, he's always here. Yeah. He's always here. And then she just changed. She goes, let him in. And then it's just like everything goes crazy, darkness. That's, that's, that's so fucking good. Yeah, and like those her moments. facial expressions through all of that. I've always thought she's someone who's she has a great face. Yeah, she's a very expressive face, and 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 it w- has worked so well in various other guises of Alexa Bliss. What, do you remember? We've, there's a famous one we talked about, and we loved it. It's mm. that moment where she's in NXT, and yeah. it's a very subtle change where she just goes heel. Yeah, it's where she's doing her entrance with her hand, and she used to twirl her hand and make it into a fist. Mm. She's going from very smiley and doing it to suddenly she does it. And the yeah. smile's gone. Yeah. And it's those little subtle moments and you go, and that from that point onwards, she was a heel. I mean, she's been great. And she's, I think her best work has been when she's a heel. Yeah. And I think she'd basically done everything she could do as a baby face. And I think she is a natural heel. Yeah, um, she's so much better as a heel. And so, yeah, her doing this is just something completely different. It's not just going back to old Alexa heel, Alexa bliss kind of stuff. It's like, oh no, we're actually going to do something really out of the box with Alexa. So I think it's... I really enjoyed it. I've liked what she's doing with Bray. I don't agree with your point that I think it's sort of jumped the shark because I think it's still very much in character still for, like the, part for, of the, the course. for the fiend Bray Wyatt to do something where he yeah. basically, you know, brainwashes someone. Yeah. You know, and can kind of, you know, the whole thing about him changing people, mm. um, you know, the idea that someone would touch his mask and be like, almost like, you're kind of in awe of him in awe of him that sort of stuff and, i and love it beca- yeah. and it almost becomes like it's not so much magical powers of him going i've cast a spell on her um that's what it felt but, like a little bit that's my point but yeah. it's more of a case of like joker and the ha- joker and harley quinn type thing she's where it's obsessed like, with him she's kind of like she's in awe of him she's terrified yeah. of him but she kind of loves him at the same time yeah. it's like a a weird dynamic and i just think there's so much they could do with this and mm. i think it's yeah yeah that's the bit i like it's like it's for me it's just very sort of finicky points this is why i'm saying like i really do enjoy it. credit to everyone involved as yeah. well and bray wyatt especially the man is a creative yeah. powerhouse so it's like he's had these amazing moments but it's like i'll see alexa bliss doing the sister abigail mm. and almost it like words like possessed are thrown around and i'm like oh come on don't make it about but, possession but she does do the Sister Abigail quite well. Really well. So I, I you know, because it could be really bad and it'd be like she does it really badly and it's yeah. like, oh, please stop doing the Sister Abigail. You can't, yeah. you, you just can't do it. But she can. She does it really well. No, 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 thing, it's not about her actually doing the move. No, I know. I know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, and it's the fact that you don't think she should be doing it. No, 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 not even that. It's the fact that like I, she should do Sister Abigail if she wants to, but it's the whole, that 
ties into the they keep throwing the word possessed around yeah. and it's like don't make him this magical being Do you know what, uh, please just... keep making him this kind of like fanatical psychopath yeah. that she's sort of fallen in love yeah. with a little bit at the moment i've been playing far cry 5 and it does remind me of the bliss yeah exactly like in a sense of like she's almost like under his it's like under a spell and you were like that's silly but like no no but, I know what you but, mean, but in the it... relation to that game because in that game this thing bliss is a drug that it's kind of like a toxin that kind of makes people go a bit nuts yeah so in this context and makes you happy yeah and makes you kind of spaced out but also sort of it's... love your captor and it's super and deadly a... and it like yeah so it's that kind of stuff where you kind of think cool because it, it is genuinely kind of mind altering mm. but what i don't want is magical being possesses alexa yeah. bliss but so... I've just got to say that like I have my picky moments with it, but it's it's going really well for them. Wow. Yeah. It's going really, really well for them. And they're just all, all the people involved are fantastic. Yeah. Okay, so to our first main story of this week's episode, uh, we will be talking about NXT TakeOver. Mm-hmm. Uh, but f- before we talk about that, we're going to talk about the location of NXT TakeOver and future episodes of NXT, yeah. including Halloween Havoc on October 28th. Um, I say that like I'm being paid to say that. I wish, really yeah, not. We wish we, we were wish paid. we were paid to say that. Uh, but yeah, it's in the Capital Wrestling Center, and it has its own little logo. And the logo is, and the name is a reference to the Capital Wrestling Corporation, which was the kind of grandfather it's... originator uh, company that be- ended up becoming WWE. Yeah. So it's like it went from what was the so the so it's a little bit of history the chronology of it. This is a little bit of, of a very very small history of this thing. It seems this is part of our podcast now. Me doing history lessons I on like wrestling. Um, I'm a history buff. So, <laughs> so uh, the Capital Wrestling Corporation was started was founded in 1953 by Vincent Jess McMahon, Vincent J McMahon, mm-hmm. um, which is Vince's grandfather or father. No, that's his father. This is his He's father. just Vince Senior. Vince Senior. Yeah. Um and Toots Mond, who was a like one of the era's like big wrestling stars of the fifties or whatever, forties like, and fifties. Adam Pacitti's favorite wrestler. Toots Mond. <laughs> but it's like uh, that it, it was like him and people like George Hackenschmidt and Buddy Rogers and people like that of that era, the yeah. Gold Dust Trio and all that. Um It's the yeah, it's the birth of modern professional wrestling. Yes. Post war modern professional wrestling. Yeah. Um, so that was started back in 1953. Um, in 19, they were also part of the NWA, the National Wrestling Alliance. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then in the 60s, there was a dispute about Buddy Rogers being world champion or not being world champion. I can't. I think quite it was work about, out. about how Buddy Rogers was NWA champion. I th- oh, but... that was because he was NWA world champion. Yeah. But he wasn't there recognized. Was, there by... was there were well there were other because in. Because the CWC was based in New York mm. and Connecticut and the Northeast, there were other territories who felt as though, because Buddy Rogers was one of their guys, uh, well, one of the McMahon's guys, yeah. that McMahon was putting, was uh, limiting the world title matches only really to be there. Oh, yeah. And these other territories were like, well, we want the world champion to come to our territories as well. Yeah. It's not just your world champion, it's everyone's world champion. And he should be booked here in Tennessee or wherever, you know, yeah. Florida. And because of this dispute, uh, the CWC left the NWA and they formed, they had already formed the Worldwide Wrestling Federation, the yeah. WWWF, as their kind of brand on. 
It was like their operating their name. Their operating name, yeah. yeah. So when they ran shows. Yeah. Uh, was I was going to say on TV, but there was only a very limited amount of wrestling on television at that point. Yeah, it um, would have been closed circuit local yeah. television. But um, when they ran shows, they ran it under the... So essentially, Capital Wrestling Corporation presents the Worldwide Wrestling Federation. Yeah. Um, and basically, in well, 1979, the Worldwide Wrestling Federation became the World Wrestling Federation, the WWF, as mm. it came to be well known. And that was 1979. Vince brought the WWF back into the NWA in 1971. This is Vince Sr. This is still, yeah, still Vince Sr., yeah. yeah. Uh, he brought it back into the NWA in 1971. In 79, it became the WWF. Uh, in 1980, uh, Titan Sports was started by Vincent Kennedy McMahon, the Vince McMahon of today. <laughs> the current Vince. The current Vince McMahon. <laughs> uh, so, Kennedy... Uh, started uh, Titan Sports. Yeah. And he then in 1982 purchased CWC from his father. Mm-hmm. Uh, then in 1983, he unilaterally brought it all out of the NWA and said, fuck you, the NWA. Uh, <laughs> which is, again, regardless of which Vince you are, is a very Vince move. It's a very Vince move. Yeah. And then <laughs> so, so Vince and Kenny McMahon then two years later did WrestleMania, yep. put his house on it. It worked out, <laughs> and then the rest is history. He went on to buy out all of these smaller territories that were in the NWA. The NWA, NWA became a husk of its former self. Well, it's like it's the fame. And that... now it's got a show run by Billy Corgan. So. <laughs> it's like and the the famous sort of story that goes that basically the NWA and Jim Cro- Jim Crockett promotions in the NWA helped fund WrestleMania. Yes, so they signed their own death warrant, basically. Mm. And it's, yeah, from that point, I mean... But that's... the CWC, the Capital Wrestling Corporation... Yes. ...was made defunct by 1982 when it got bought by um, Titan Sports and got sort of absorbed into Titan Sports, which also meant that Titan Sports headquarters became Stamford, Connecticut, because it was in Stamford where uh, CWC was based. Yeah. So they took over that kind of you know in buying the company bought that, those assets yeah. and moved their operations to Stanford because i think titan might have been based in new york i think so and yeah and so then but uh, cwc was based in stanford connecticut and so that's why they moved there and now obviously wwe's titan towers uh <laughs> is in stanford connecticut it's just one of the funniest things when you sort of read this story and you realize that's his son and that's a father and son right there. Yeah. And that is definitely a man, father and son dynamic. He doesn't just pass on the company no, to his no, son. No. He has his son build his own company up and buy him out. It's just, it's the most McMahon story you can think of. Yeah. But yeah, but that's the... the and he probably sold it to, he sold the company for the, you know, going rate. He oh, didn't, yeah. he give, didn't give him any sort of discount because no he's his son, son or discount. whatever. No. Bollocks. He didn't sell it cheap to his son. Like. No, but that's where the, the CWC is kind of the heart of the wwe yeah it's the beginning and it is it's yeah it's the origin story of wwe and now so they've nxt is now going to be in the performance center or in a tv studio at the performance center site yeah um i don't think it is the same venue physical room venue that they were using before um because it looks bigger yeah it does look bigger than what they were using before and there's not all the sort of um Stuff it, on the walls. And what, I've just actually, I've just realised, I've just put two and two together. It's where Raw Underground was filmed. I bet you. 
Oh, it could well be, I actually. Bet you, and that's why it's not there anymore. That's why Raw Underground stopped, because they've moved the NXT into it. Breaking news. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. Maybe Ben has stumbled upon I the truth like, here. I think that's it. Because it stopped two weeks ago, so they would have been putting the studio together. Yeah. And then they didn't announce anything about it. And yeah. then suddenly, the CWC is a thing. It's that. Maybe. Because it's not, obviously, there's no actual underground I seller. thought, honestly, I thought the underground stuff was being done at the Amway Center. I thought it might have been. So, I don't know. But anyway, uh, that might be the that truth. But either way, right. so now yeah. we've got what this, this new venue, which is basically a smaller version of... The Thunderdome. We have to get one in at least. You have to get in one at <laughs> least, yeah. Um, it's a smaller dome. Uh, it's not really, it's not tiered seating. No, it's... Seating in quotation marks. <laughs> uh, for the screening. Screening. There's no tiered screening. It's just one solid screen on one wall, second wall, and half of the third wall. Yeah. Uh, and then there's the camera stuff. Um, then around the edge of the ring, there's the... There are actually uh, performance center trainees in attendance as an audience as well, yeah, which so I think is a nice touch. A masked audience of performance center yes. guys, isn't it, basically? And so in front of them is the barrier, and then there's the plastic screens that they've been having up. But on top of the plastic screens, they've got this like flimsy cage material <laughs> stuff on it to make it look super cool, guys. Like, oh, it looks t- I, think, I think they were kind of concerned that the visual of something being chucked into plastic didn't look great. So mm. it was like, oh, put some chain on it. Yeah, it makes it really tough. Now it looks scary, but then every time Johnny Gargano grabbed it, <laughs> sort of, anytime someone touched it, yeah, it sort of could flipped easily, up. It was yeah. like, I could pull that off in two seconds. Yes. Um... <laughs> And then, but the other thing is it goes round the side, but then on the side where the hard camera is, yeah, yeah. there's no screen and no cage bit. That's like a gap because yeah. that's where they have the cameras and stuff and they can't have some screen with some fucking mesh in front they, of they've it. They've got quite a literal fourth wall. Yes. It is, it's completely kind of void of any kind of yeah. bits. But it makes sense for broadcast reasons. Exactly. So yeah, uh, and that's, and, and so on the stage, they have a, so they have a giant screen at the top, like well above everything. Mm. Um, the, obviously, the screens with all the people on it yeah. is also used for Titantron videos during entrances and stuff like that. But at the stage, they have a giant X, which I think has been used in previous... Uh, since they did uh, TakeOver 30, Yes, yeah, yeah, they yeah. started having this giant X as part of their set design. But it's the front and center now on the stage with a giant screen behind it. And I think it all looks really good. I really like the new look of the of what is now the Capital Wrestling Center, as opposed to what they were doing at Full Sail. Yeah, I know. I really, really I mean, like Full it. Sail will be great once they can get fans back in. But until then, I think doing it where they're doing it now with all these screens and all the rest of it, I think that works best. It looks really good. I think it's also nice, especially with the NXT dynamic. It's nice to give it a home. Like yeah. NXT UK has got a new home in the BT Sport. Exactly, studio. purpose built like a uh, studio for that yeah and you got a purpose-built studio for yeah. nxt og yeah like nxt og had full sale but now they've actually got a a real a wwe owned home yes so yeah i think both work and yeah i think the name also is a lovely kind of gesture yes exactly um yeah so capital wrestling yeah center welcome to the new home of nxt for the next for, for, i guess for the foreseeable yes. future mini thunderdome <laughs> Capital Wrestling Centre. <laughs> <laughs> Capital <laughs> Wrestling Centre. You sounded like uh, the guy from Britain's Got Talent. <laughs> oh yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, okay, so we were talking about the 
Capital Wrestling Center, uh, but we'll now move over to the actual show itself. Oh yeah, NXT Takeover Thirty One, which happened last Sunday. Um, because I think it felt like we needed to talk about this set because set that was, was a major thing to start with the on set that was show. Like, it was like the first thing they announced. It yeah, was the, the intro was different, and then they explained. Obviously, they give you a bit of context. Mm. So that immediately it was like, oh, it was brand new place. Yeah, brand new thing. So that was worth talking. And about. it looked really cool. And yeah. then they started off with i think it was this yeah damien priest defeating johnny gargano to oh. retain his north american championship yeah that was uh hmm. i was just not sold on damien priest anymore this is like i'm just not no it's beside the point i'm not sure what i'm supposed to feel about him is he supposed to be a good guy because he acts like a dick a lot yeah so he, he's so unlikable he's unlikable he doesn't do anything where you think oh yeah he should be a good guy but then that is the thing about having essentially two heels against each other someone has to kind of play the good guy yeah they have to play up the kind of i'm not as much of a dick as the guy i'm up against i might be a dick but i'm not a, i'm not this guy yeah i just get in jacuzzis with hot chicks yeah wow relevant while still wearing my wrestling gear yes. cool man it's weird he's so, so rad so like, um, and, it, and it was the match itself is was a pretty good match yeah. i just I, for some reason there's just something about Damien priest that doesn't yeah. take any boxes for me so he distracts a lot yeah um, Kushida defeated Velveteen Dream in what seemed to be a squash. I mean, it wasn't quite a squash. It did go on for a reasonable amount of time. Yeah, it's the but, it's the aftermath. I mean, I think everyone was like, "Yeah, Kushida's winning this." And then after the match, Kushida was all of us. It was a burial. And going after him again and just like tearing his arm or whatever. <laughs> like he, he just kicks the shit out of him yeah and then it, but like you said it's it's kind of perfect it is he is kind of us in this situation where yes. everyone's just like so there was no question here like damien priest i look at and go is he supposed to be a good guy or a bad guy and i look at kushida and go no kushida is just a badass fucking good guy that we all fucking love kushida yeah because he's kicking the shit out of velveteen an, an alleged uh alleged we'll a, preface an, alleged an alleged uh child groomer um, um but notorious prick yeah so uh we've got that going for him um, I can call him a prick and it's not libel. Oh, yeah. I can, yeah. <laughs> fuck, fuck him, to be honest. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was great. Um, it was. I think for me, it was less about the match, more about the aftermath. Yeah. For that storyline. And Kushida is great. So. He was fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Was it? Was I right? Am I right in thinking, by the way, that was a kind of a... Velveteen was dressed as Doc, right? Yeah. I couldn't work out for... I, at first, I thought Kushida had, like, thrown something in his face because he had, like white powder in his eyes or something it was just and he looked because Kushida was like started fighting him before the bell had started ringing yeah uh and he had like some weird kind of like graying white powder stuff in his hair to make his hair kind of gray gray yeah or whatever and he was supposed to be dressed like doc brown because um Kushida's Kushida does he's Marty McFly does Marty McFly thing back to the future stuff so it's like you know and I get that um, just and bit. it would have worked better if I didn't already legitimately dislike Velveteen Dream. Yeah. So uh, if he was just like, boo, bad guy, comes out dressed as Doc Brown, you go, yeah, fair enough. Yeah. That's a good shout. And if they'd done it well, uh, I don't think it was done particularly well anyway. Um, looked a bit cheap. And, yeah, and, yeah. And it was like, oh, oh, right. I see what they're trying to do. But at first, I genuinely just thought something had been thrown in his face or something because yeah. he just looked like he was all over the place and had stuff in his eyes or whatever and there was always powder all over the place and I was like what the fuck is this it's what took me a second because I thought I, I, same as you I thought I'd missed something yeah so, oh okay but yeah the, the match itself was kind of like yeah self-explanatory wasn't it yeah Kushida obviously wins we all, everyone wanted Kushida to win 
Kushida did win. And he gives us the extra bonus for just kicking the shit kicking out of the shit before and after the match. Yeah. So I don't know whether, uh, what I'm worried is they're kind of trying to push like, oh, is, oh uh, Kushida's uh, making a bit of a heel turn here. No, he isn't. No. Yeah. They try to kind of make it seem like, oh, he's going for a, you know, he's, he's taking things more serious and he's, uh, he's got a lot more aggressive now. There's a, a change in personality in Kushida. No, it's just he. Yeah. sick of being sat on the sidelines all the time <laughs> so <laughs> i'm struggling to dislike someone attacking an alleged child groomer so yes exactly yeah i'm kind of on kushida's side all the way here uh so we'll move away from that match yeah. now uh to a match i didn't really properly watch uh santos escobar defeated isaiah swerve scott oh I, you know it was um uh, yeah it was fine it was a it was no okay i match. went to the toilet during this match <laughs> this may have been most people's toilet break match i mean it's not because it was a bad match or whatever i'm just not that invested in the cruiserweight division so i you know it's because we're not seeing enough of it which we're seeing we're seeing yeah. that particular story yes and then they were talking about obviously they hyped it up as being the first time ever that the cruiserweight championship had been defended at a takeover i think isaiah isaiah swerve scott should have won the title yeah they should have just taken because the escobar doesn't need it escobar doesn't need it it'd have been interesting to put it on a new guy who hasn't won it before yeah so like then they can move on to basically sort of that that could have been the dawn of the nxt cruiserweight division maybe moving it making it an actual considering it was the first time it'd been on a takeover yeah um i think they should have done the title change there had it as an intro Um, like welcome to the nxt and it's sort of spoiler alert there are no title changes on the show yeah so i think they could have done with one and that would have been the one they should have done yeah you can kind of um, guess when it's called Takeover 31 yeah. that not much is going to happen. No. Um, Io Shirai defended her women's championship against Candice LeRae. Um, it was a good match. It was a good match. It was a very good match, and, and there was it was very hard-hitting. Now... I was about to say, it sounds boring to say it's good, but that's kind of as far yeah. as I'd push it. I mean, it was good. And then, like, um, you know, there was a solid end. Um, Wade Barrett didn't probably use the right word but it was a nice little british britishism that he used <laughs> to describe the, the 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 bulk of the match he said that the bulk of the match was a bit of an omni shambles uh now if you don't know the word omni shambles it is originates from the tv show the thick of it which uh in america there was veep right it was the american version of yeah, the thick of yeah, it yeah, yeah. political satire program and in that uh one of the characters played by peter capaldi former doctor who um <laughs> He describes uh, a government minister as being an omni-shambles, i.e. that lots of bad things are happening concurrently to her at yeah. all times. It's a complete... It's a complete shambles. It's not just a complete shambles. It's not just one shambles. It's an, an omni-shambles. Um, and it ended up being put into the dictionary. Uh, Wade <laughs> Barrett refers to this match being an omni-shambles. Now, I wouldn't describe it as that because I don't think it was a bad match. It was a no, good match. Yeah, It was just lots of stuff going on it was busy it was busy it was busy there was a there was a lot to take in and also then they kind of it's again it's more about the aftermath yes where it's like the match happens but then it's obviously we then get two pretty big things yeah so after the match um up comes uh tiny storm tiny storm hi it's tiny time here welcome big (laughs) g'day um (laughs) i'm not gonna be on nxt uk anymore (laughs) yes gonna be on the main one (laughs) she's gonna be on nxt og yep um I see. I've been thinking: Is are we calling it OG NXT or NXT OG? Because we've done it NXT OG a couple of times now. How about, how about NXT Prime? 
<laughs> no, I think that's uh, copyrighted by Amazon. Um, no, NXT OG. Excuse me, I think Optimus might have something to say to you. <laughs> he was the first Prime, okay? But it's like, yeah, it's like he, she's now making this sort of transition, but obviously she's still in the UK. Yeah, so she was on the screen. She was on the uh, the CWC screen. <laughs> the CWC Tron. I was going to call it the Thunderdome screen, <laughs> but you know, it's uh, she was up there. She's on, on the, the Capital Tron. The Capital Tron. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so she, yeah, she popped up and basically just she's just prefacing that whenever she does come back, it will be to main NXT. Yeah. So whenever that is, and it could be in six months, a year's time. Who yeah. knows? And then, but then immediately following that, yeah, we get what was being teased basically because yeah, I mean the so the videos that have been going on the last few weeks, they've been doing these little promos where they've had someone like riding a motorcycle through a city center they were like classic um, vignettes yeah and it was just like someone in a big motorcycle helmet riding a motorcycle driving it past the amway center which made me think oh are they taking take over to the thunderdome mm. uh but no they're doing their own new mini thunderdome <laughs> um but so yeah all these things and then it would end with um i'll try to work this out american dates uh right 10 4 20 oh yeah the backwards they yeah put month first month so day 10, yeah. 20 10 4 20 which was the date for uh takeover so it's yeah. like oh okay so something's going to happen as a result of this at takeover the person it was was ember moon cool i think everyone had thought that ember moon's career was basically done this is what was even better about it i said this like, I think we and she was on raw and stuff she'd been doing raw before when she was um before she got injured, yeah, she was on the main roster, so she's back on NXT. Um, I hadn't even thought of that actually. Yeah, she's been away for yeah. so long. Yeah, of course. But she's been away for so long, you'd be, you know, forgiven for thinking that she was on NXT beforehand because she yeah. made her name on NXT, being a NXT Women's Champion. And, oh, of course. And she has that amazing finisher where she sort of jumps off the top rope and does a stunner. It's oh, brilliant. the eclipse! The eclipse! Oh, it's so. Good. And she has an amazing theme tune. And, and everything about uh, about her, I think, is great. And I'm really looking forward to seeing her back in NXT. I'm sure she's dead excited as well. Yeah. Especially because she was... I'm sure she was told at one point that she basically couldn't wrestle again. Yeah, I think she'd had some injury where they went, yeah, you know, it's probably better if you don't wrestle again. Because Similar situation to Xavier where it's kind of like, oh, shit. Could like, re-aggravate her and all yeah. the rest of it. But Here she's back. So yeah. she said, fuck them. <laughs> I'm going to the fucking... N- I'm going to NXT again. <laughs> <laughs> so that's great. Yes. So that was, it, uh, double whammy. Double whammy. I will say as well, just to kind of lead in a little bit, these two surprises have led to influence some of my decisions in the draft. Okay. Yeah. Well, well, that's a little tease there you for go. our tease. next segment. Tiny tease. But before we get to that next segment, we have one more match on this card. Yeah. Which was Finn Balor defeating Kyle O'Reilly to defend his NXT Championship match. What did you think of the match? What a fucking match. <laughs> what a fucking match. It was... We had called it, we'd both said on the podcast that it was going to be an absolute beating the shit out of each other. Yes, it, it was did. strong style in a way. It was mat wrestling. Yes, yeah, mat wrestling. It was uh, as tough as it could be. I think we kind of expected it when you know that Kyle O'Reilly's in the match. You know yes. it's going to be a, he's going to kick you. I mean, he was an MMA fighter, wasn't he, before he was a wrestler? Kyle no, he's never, he's, he's never done professional MMA. Or did he do MMA. MMA training or something as part of his, like... He's just, I think he's just a... Because he has that, he has those kind of, like, submission holds and things like that and yeah. sort of mat wrestling stuff. I think he just Incorporated into that sort of, his oh. style of wrestling, anyway. I wouldn't say it's MMA. I'd say more that he's just had a lot of martial arts training. He's a 
tough son of a bitch. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and uh, there was just like, it was nice to see that the whole build up for it was basically that like Adam Cole is like his advocate. Yeah. He's like, oh, Kyle O'Reilly's going to fucking show you like yeah. how good he really is. And he's going to steal that yeah. show. I was like, I'm loving this. Yeah. And it's like, that whole build up got me excited for it. I was excited to see Kyle O'Reilly actually take on Finn in one-on-one as well. Yeah. Like, again, you know, you know he's not winning the belt. But <laughs> they put on a fucking show. Like they really put it up to a point where I think even there might be, a, I think they might both be injured at this point. Yeah. Um, because they did actually kind of hurt each other a little bit. But like, <laughs> I love, I think is I love the match because that kind of style of wrestling does tickle my fancy. Yes. Love that kind of match. Uh, but, like, but what did you think of this? I, I thought it was, yeah, I just thought it was a really good match. Yeah. Uh, a lot of the same points you make. Like it's, hard you know, hitting. Hard hitting and, you know, two tough fuckers, basically. Yeah. It was real. They're putting each other through their paces. Yeah. And it ends in a way where it's like uh, Finn immediately extends the hand. Carl takes it. Yeah. It's just like a that was respect a- thing moment. Yeah. But then we have... Um, a very weird moment. Yeah. A weird moment where in the gap... You know the gap I was talking about earlier yeah, in, yeah. in the in the in the the crowd area. Rich Holland breaks the fourth wall. Yes, Rich Holland breaks the fourth wall <laughs> and breaks Adam Cole. Apparently, <laughs> um, he broke Adam Cole as he walked through the fourth wall. Um, <laughs> he comes walking in with Adam Cole on his shoulder, throws him into the sort of ringside area, and then walks off. And was- all of the other undisputed era guys come running down and they're like oh where is he where is he you've got to go and get him so that's the next feud so rich holland uh and adam cole presumably having a one-on-one match i would uh, yeah it's gotta be right yeah i mean my first thought was oh is it like rich holland coming along and saying look i beat the shit out of this guy i want your title finn or not i I think it's probably more adam cole I mean, we've seen Undisputed Era kind of go a bit babyface recently. It seems to be moving so in that direction. So this would seem to add to that and having a sort of... To, to firm up Adam Cole as a babyface and yeah. the Undisputed Era as babyfaces. I was going to say, the, adding, moment, the moment he was dumped on the floor, I was like, oh, Adam Cole's a babyface. Yeah. He's a victim, finally. He's a victim uh, of Ridge Holland yeah. and his, you know, dirty leads uh, <laughs> and antics. And his Peaky Blinders way. Yes. <laughs> it's like... Uh, Clearly, they're very big on Rich Holland. Yes. Um, to sort of, this is a big push. Yeah. To just suddenly be like, you kind of went from being like a loser of a qualifying match to suddenly, yeah. you're, oh, you're in the main event picture. Yeah, against Adam Cole. So yeah. I'm looking forward to seeing those two go at it because at some point that might happen at Halloween Havoc. So yeah. And we'll also, see. not a knock on Rich Holland. He is good. It's no, just, it's great. Yeah. It's, it's just, just all of a sudden. This is a nice step up for him. Yeah. It was a really strange kind of, because my, my brother texts me, he watches it casually. He texts me and went, what was that about? I was like, oh, to be honest with you, we're not sure yet. <laughs> <laughs> it will lead to something. But uh, all in all, I would say it's hard to it's hard to pick out a takeover that's ever disappointed me. Yeah, I mean, it's not like I mean, it's not by any means the best takeover they've ever done. Oh, uh, no, no, because no. I think the lack of t- any title changes made it kind of go, oh, okay, that was all pointless then. Yeah, like they um, had options to do it and they didn't. So. It was a couple of nice uh, debuts, good matches. Um, great new way of debuting the new set. Yeah, you know, and I, you know, overall, I thought it was a very good show. I just, you know, there have been other takeovers that have been better. Yeah, it just yeah. it goes on the list of kind of that was a good show. Yeah, that well done, good. well done, trips. I enjoyed that from start to finish. Nice. <laughs> yeah, it, it wasn't one. Of well those... done, Degeneration X. You did a very good job there. <laughs> you booked that show fantastically. It's like yeah. we've said it before. though we've had takeovers where you turn it, you finish it, and you're like, wow, 
like that was one of the best wrestling shows I've ever seen. But yeah. th- this was good. It was a good show. <laughs> okay, so we'll move on to our main event. Here is the main event. Here's the main event of the show. Oh. Uh, the draft. I'm excited for this. Um, yeah, I kind of want to put music in here. Like, <laughs> kind of thing. But anyway, the draft. The draft. The draft. So... So I'm, I'm well, always uh, more excited to hear what you've got. Okay, so before we get to the predictions, yes. there's just a couple of things with the draft. So the draft is this Friday and then the following Monday, Monday. on SmackDown and then Raw. Um, I have no idea how they're organizing it. Uh, there currently is no general manager or commissioner or owner or whatever yeah. for Raw and SmackDown. There's no one who actually is leading Raw or SmackDown. Yeah. So... Are they just going to bring in some people who can act as network representatives of USA Network and Fox or something and say, oh, we're, you know, yeah. bringing to Fox. We've agreed the terms. So and so, whatever, yeah. And then they come out. Or are they just going to do a thing where they go, you know, so and so is going to be in a match coming up now with the latest signing to SmackDown. Let's see who it is. And then the music hits. Oh, like, oh my God, it's so-and-so. Do you remember, even without the preamble, they would just have someone, the music would hit. Yeah. And then they'd have to explain. Oh, oh this person's now on SmackDown. They've Great. been drafted. And you go, That's what happened in the Superstar Shake-Up quite yeah. a lot of the time. It was just a case of, oh, this week, so Kevin Owens is on Raw now. Okay, cool. Right. And, and then there was loads of confusion as to like, is this the wild card rule? Or are they actually yeah. drafted? Like, what's going Nothing on Nothing will ever be as bad as, was it last year or the year before where they had two drafts in the same year? Might be last. No, year before last. I think. Maybe. It was fucking dreadful. They yeah. had the one, they had the draft in April. Then they kind of managed to said it was only over two shows. It ended up being over like four. Yeah. And then Vince said, oh, we're going to have a wild card rule. And then people just started appearing on whatever fucking show they wanted to the point where they ended up just going, fuck it, new draft in like September, October. It was such a mess. It really was. This though, this one, I really hope they do it same time every year and they just commit to it. Because I can't stand it when they do a draft. Let's say they do this draft in, obviously they're doing it in October, but Mm. then next year they sort of skip one or they do one, but they do it in like June. Yeah. It's like, no, do it. Start of October every year it's actually a good time to do it because yeah. it's well before the sort of wrestlemania season comes up and you can have new people come over from one brand to the other to challenge for that title the title on that show and yeah. then in the then start their wrestlemania program and you can do those things gives them long enough to establish themselves on the new brand yeah then you move into rumble yeah and then if you they want that. someone to do a match with the undertaker but they want the match to happen on smackdown for example they can just go, okay, well, we're going to move this person over to SmackDown in October. Yeah. And then when it comes around to sort of January, he's already established on SmackDown. And then they have the feud with The Undertaker. Yeah. Um, Not every move would seem like it's just for convenience. Yeah. You could do it with enough time to then establish someone on that show and then go forward. Uh, it would mean doing it like the month before some Survivor Series. And if they still want to do this sort of brand supremacy thing on Survivor Series, then it will make it kind of a bit weird because you'll get people on SmackDown side who you go, yeah, but they only joined SmackDown like four weeks ago. So yeah. why do they care about defending the rights of SmackDown? <laughs> it, you know? It's always that. Defending the honour of SmackDown when they've been on SmackDown for about four weeks. They've been there for three weeks and they're like, my blood runs blue. Yeah. Calm down. All right, calm <laughs> yeah. down. Anyway, so let's move on to our fantasy booking of um, of uh, the draft. Yes. Uh, I think the way we'll do this is we'll start off with, say... 
I'll start with my five. Yeah, do your five. So we've, for... we've picked five people that we want to move from Raw to SmackDown, and we've picked five people we want to move from SmackDown to Raw. Yeah. So we're going to start off with our Raw to SmackDown. Raw to SmackDown. Okay, yeah, so you want so to start These are Raw with... superstars currently who will be on SmackDown this Friday. Or well, I will just preface, these are superstars that are not on Raw. Oh, okay, sorry. Or Sorry, not on SmackDown that will be moved okay. to SmackDown. Just as a point, people who are... Uh, uh, free agents if you want to call, if you want them, to call that. them that yeah or nxt nxt uk people uh they were all i think they're also included as being eligible for the draft so yes people moving to smackdown is probably the best way of describing yes this. superstars we're bringing to smackdown it happens that all of mine are from raw but you know <laughs> that's fine they're moving to smackdown um so i'll start with my five yeah, yeah. that are moving to smackdown okay uh my first one kevin owens Oh, that is, I'll say now, that was someone I had and changed. Yeah, see, I was umming and ahhing over this one. Yeah. Because my first thought was moving Bray and Alexa to Raw. Yeah. Uh, But then I thought, well, actually, I'd quite like Kevin Owens over on SmackDown. Oh, yeah. And I think he even mentioned that he was going to be on SmackDown this Friday. He has, yeah. So does that mean that he's being drafted to SmackDown? And they've kind of heavily hinted at it early. Puts him on the same show as Sami Zayn as well. Yeah. He's a smart... It's why I put him down, actually, yeah. originally. Because I thought so, it puts him in a good position. I've chosen Kevin Owens to go to SmackDown. Oh, okay. Second choice. Yep. Randy Orton to go to SmackDown. Another one I had. Have also changed. Have changed. So what, what made you pick Randy Orton? My... Because originally I was thinking they might change both world champions and have like Drew and Roman, Roman swap, swap places. brands. Yeah. Okay. But then I thought Randy needs to get off Raw. Yeah. And I does. was just thinking it would probably be good for Randy to go over to SmackDown and do something different over there. Because the McIntyre thing's ended. And yeah, and it also something something needs to put a line under this whole McIntyre feud because I thought it was done before, but with the ambulance match, but no hell in a cell. We're getting, now we're getting a part happen. three. We're getting a part that we didn't want, even though we've had like clean finish after clean finish. Yeah. but apparently that's not enough. No, and it's just Randy can just be like, oh, "I want another match," and they go, "Yeah, let's do it." Yeah, um, you totally deserve it after losing twice. There are people I'm sure who are wanting to have this title match that. <laughs> you know i'll go come on randy you've had your chance now give someone else a turn um so you've got Kevin so i've got and randy so, so randy orton's gonna go over to smackdown yep. now the match with at hell in a cell still gonna happen between drew and randy orton yeah but the there will be this added level of jeopardy as such where if randy wins he's taking the wwe title to smackdown yep and then Raw have no world champion. And everyone will go, well, there we go. And Drew wins. Um, <laughs> because they're not going to have two world championships on one show and yeah. no world title on the other. And then it means that it caps off that story. Randy's on a different show. And they can everyone can move on. Moving on. Yeah, I like that. Yes. Uh, my next choice, Angel Garza. Oh, okay. Not yeah. someone I'd actually considered. No, Angel Garza. So d- recently, WWE haven't been against breaking up tag teams. Yeah, true. Um Angel Garza, I think, is amazing. Doesn't need to be in a tag team. Mm-hmm. Uh, move him over to SmackDown. Basically, it fair. No, I think sense. I'd love to see him go for like the Intercontinental Title or be in that picture of the mid card. He'd fit there. He'd fit right in. Be perfect. He don't need a manager or anything. He's just no. he's 
great and charismatic on his own and he's a great in-ring technician so like we've said before his character is like the modern day latino heat yeah and it's really working and for that him. works on smackdown it works better than smack it worked better on smackdown than it does on raw yeah for sure yeah uh next one ricochet because he's doing fuck all else uh, ricochet yes he's been doing the stuff where they've been fighting against the the hurt business but as we've seen with like mustafa ali now being another person that's dropped out of that little put together group of people stuck in catering yes. with Apollo Crews and Cedric Alexander. Now Cedric went and went to her business. Mustafa Ali's gone to retribution. Fuck it. Put Ricochet over on SmackDown and have him also join that mid card scene on SmackDown. Give Ricochet the hard reset he exactly. deserves. And putting him on SmackDown, I think would be the best thing for him. That's great. Yeah. My fifth choice. Yeah. Your final choice. Um, Peyton Royce. Oh, okay. Because they I need considered. because Peyton Royce and Billy Kay are still on Raw. Yep. But they need to be on different brands. SmackDown is, I think at this point, kind of like WWE's A show because it's on Fox and it's network television. Yeah. And WWE like Peyton. Vince likes Peyton or whatever. Yeah. People like Peyton. And she seems to be the one they're pushing out of all yeah, this. Yeah, they've certainly chosen Peyton over Billy Kay. And I think she'd work really well on SmackDown. She'd be, you know, I think SmackDown... Uh, needs more people. I'm kind of jealous of that choice. Yeah, that's a good one. I hadn't even really. It was between her and Billy Kay moving to SmackDown, but I thought I'd move Peyton because Billy. I mean, it could be the other way around. It could be Billy goes, but either way, one of them is going over to the over to SmackDown. The logic kind of works for both. If you put Billy over, it's kind of the person with no momentum on Raw. Give her a fresh start yes. away from Peyton, but then yeah, Peyton being the main eventer. You kind of think, well, shut her Put right her up. over on SmackDown with a prominent position on SmackDown. Go yes. straight in there. We're trying to go for the Women's Championship and stuff. And uh, I think SmackDown need more women. Yes. Yeah, they need more women. So it should be a great choice to chuck her in there and be like, right, this is her chance to kind of right, put her in the SmackDown mm. Women's Championship division. Yeah. Straight away. Yeah. Oh, that's good. And you've got like Bailey and people like that there. And All right. You can imagine her going, Bailey. <laughs> Bailey. Oh, Bailey, I'm coming for your title. <laughs> <laughs> so do you want to hear who I've so these are your people moving to Smackdown these, your are, five the, this people. Is, this, these are the people I've smacked down yeah uh, my first choice Ricochet yep so I, we went yep. for the same one there same exact reason as well I yep. wanted to give Ricochet a hard reset yeah he deserves it the other two have had yeah. they've got new things going on yeah get him over on Smackdown yeah. next choice uh, second choice Johnny Gargano oh yeah uh, I think uh, I think he's still got stuff, him and Candice oh, no, over no. on NXT. But this is my choice. I don't know. It's just yeah, this my is criticism a... of, of, of why I wouldn't necessarily go That's with why that. you didn't. But I did. And my reason for picking Johnny Gargano yeah. is that he was talking constantly about how he was NXT forever. He was like, I'm staying here. Yeah. I'm not going anywhere. But he can't control a draft. And I thought when he lost against Damian Priest, it felt like, all right, I think he's kind of like he's challenging for a belt that he doesn't re- like. He's, yeah. He wants the NXT Championship. He didn't get that. He are wanted you... the North American Championship. He didn't get that. Time to move. Are you moving Candice over as well? My third choice, Candice LeRae. Oh, Candice LeRae. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say you can't move one without the other. No. They are a partnership on screen at this point because the well. story works. So I thought you can just move that whole story over. Also, yeah. it then adds another woman, a great women's wrestler, to the SmackDown women's roster. Yeah, and they need it. Yeah, they really need people. Yeah. Um, I'm my, trying to think who's in the SmackDown Women's Division. I couldn't really. There is quite it's basically you, Bailey and Sasha. There's about seven, uh, but the Raw Women's roster is like double that. Yeah. So they've got like no one. My fourth choice. Yeah. Asuka. And I thought, as wow. as she's Raw Women's Champion, mix that shit up. Have it be a draft that's kind of just like 
anyone's liable. Anyone can go. Right. So then you end up with Asuka as the Raw Women's Champion on SmackDown. And okay. Like, well, what do we do with the belt? So then you can kind of go from there. Then they she has a, a match with Bailey. Yeah. To unify both belts. Yes. And then you have one women's champion. Yes. That that sounds a good idea. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm on board with that. If, that. if that's what happens, I'm all on board. And with then that. it's like, all right. So SmackDown currently have the women's championship. Yeah. And then it's obviously, and then they get Oscar and Candice LeRae in yeah. one sweep. Yeah. And there's a lot of potential to move people around there. Um, my fifth choice. Yeah. Bit of a curveball. Yeah. Dominic Mysterio. Um, because it's tough because of what happened on Raw, and it's still yeah, kind of ongoing. The, the whole thing's still ongoing. Yeah, but it would be quite funny if Dominic was like, "Bye, Dad." <laughs> Dominic was over on SmackDown going, "I can't protect my sister," yeah, even though this happens in the exact same building. <laughs> Murphy is gr- he's grafting on my sister, and I can't do a bloody thing about it. Funnily enough, Buddy Murphy was my original fifth choice. Yeah, but then I saw what happened on Raw. I sort of considered that and yeah. thought, you know what, actually, no, Dominic, as he's someone who's just starting out. It'd be funny, wouldn't just it? Just kind of take him away from his dad as well. <laughs> take him away from his dad. Yeah. And it'd just be Unless like Unless a... the whole reason that Ray's still around is to keep an eye on him, so... Uh, maybe. But so, I think there's more than five picks in the on the real show, so there's going to be more than five yeah, picks. Yeah, we're keeping it brief. So you never know, Ray could go over as well. <laughs> <laughs> Dominic Myster- the Mysterios just go yeah. over. <laughs> it's just those two. And then it's just like Murphy's still hanging around with Aaliyah Mysterio. On or Raw. Aaliyah gets drafted. <laughs> she gets drafted. <laughs> yeah. Now I'm not allowed to see her on Friday nights. <laughs> but like, I, I've obviously snagged a few people from NXT. So yeah. obviously, and the thing is, that might not yeah. even be the case, but it, it did say there was like up to 80 people are available. So yeah. swing in right, for so the fences. We're here. now moving on to who's going to Raw. I All think right. we need to pick the pace up a little bit on this. Otherwise, this whole episode. The podcast is going to be very long. Oh, it's fine. Don't rush through it. Just do it. <laughs> read what you want to read. So, people moving to Raw. AJ Styles. Oh, okay. A, he doesn't like Paul Heyman. B, I think him and Drew McIntyre would have a fantastic feud. Yeah, they would. He does. He moves around a lot, but I would be absolutely for that. Yeah. Yeah, big time. Yeah. All right. Second one, yeah. fairly easy one, Braun Strowman. He's been on Raw the last two weeks, and... I think he still wants to have more fights with Keith Lee. So he's, he's going to be on Raw. He's pretty much a Raw superstar. <laughs> yeah, he hasn't been on SmackDown the last couple of weeks. No. He's been in the Raw underground. He's just And that's gone now. Yeah, that's gone now. Because <laughs> he's become a capital wrestling centre, apparently. <laughs> um, so yeah, Braun Strowman. All right. I think that's a pretty easy one. Not much explanation needs to go into that one. Easy. Third one. This okay. is the one where you're going to go, of course you picked this person. Oh, God's sake. The Miz. Oh, of course it is. But not John Morrison. Okay, split because them up. splits them up, puts Miz over on Raw. This is you living your fantasy, isn't it? And then, he go- and then he goes for the title and wins the WrestleMania. No, oh. I mean, honestly, just yeah. him being on Raw as a single superstar, I think would just generally work better. No, I, mean, I agree uh, with you. Though. Even yeah. if he's just in the mid-card title scene, go for the US title or something like that. Jokes I mean, honestly, he would be better over on Raw. That is a good draft. And pick. also, it mean, that John Morrison can focus on being a singles wrestler going for the... In being in the, can you imagine a mid card scene on SmackDown with John Morrison, Ricochet, and Bloody Angel Garza? But stick Kevin Owens in there too. And okay. people like Kevin Owens is still over there. You Why know, not? well, if Kevin Owens moves, that's uh, what I'm saying. In SmackDown, yeah, in inclusive with in, your in draft. In my mind, so you've got Kevin Owens and people like that in there as well. It's be great. Next pick, yeah, kind of related to the Miz thing. Okay, Otis, okay. but not Tucky. Oh, so properly split them up this Yeah. Time. So, again, I've done a few of these ones where it's like splitting up tag teams because that seems like what they're doing at the moment. Pretty much. Um, but like Otis, because he's Mr. Money in the Bank. 
Yeah. He can go over to Raw. He can continue his feud with The Miz. Okay. For the time being. He can reunite with Mandy. 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 Um, he can reunite with Mandy. And, you know, they, they can kind of do the feud without Morrison there and without Tucky there. And it's almost like, oh, what's Otis going to do? about all this stuff and now he hasn't even got Tucker with him anymore. It's it, how is he going to get through all this stuff with Miz and everything? It cuts all the unnecessary sort of accessories to the story off. Yes. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. I'm a big fan of that. Um and also SmackDown's a limit only has two hours. And I think that's a a sort of storyline that would be good to bulk out Raw with. Something to actually <laughs> give some substance. And my fifth and final choice yeah. of moving to Raw is Nikki Cross. Oh, not who I thought you'd say. It's Nikki Cross. Because, I thought we might have the same fifth choice. Because when I was talking earlier about possibly thinking, or maybe I'd move Bray over to Raw. Yeah. Um, I was thinking, okay, well, then you take Alexa Bliss with her, him mm. and then leave Nikki over on SmackDown. But then I thought, well, actually, the other way around would be fine. Yeah. Move Nikki over to Raw and she's like, I'm here. I'm not with my best friend Alexa. Alexa's got a bit mental. I can't even do anything about it because I'm stuck here over on Raw. Yeah. No. And there's that element. Um, I think Nikki might actually be injured at the moment. There might be some smaller so, injury or something where something she's up. not on TV or whatever. Yeah. But either way, she gets moved over to Raw, which allows Alexa to go full insane because there's no one around her to be like, Alex- Alexa, what are you, what, why are you doing this? Stop doing this. You know, I know the real you. All oh, that kind of stuff. That's cool. Gone. Yeah. So there's no safety net for Alexa. And Alexa okay. just goes full into becoming a fiend kind of disciple type thing. I was giving that story shit, but I think that really, that works. Yeah. That works. Have her lose her one little crutch that she's got her, left. Her last crutch her to lifeline. humanity yeah. is Nikki Cross, of all people. I know. <laughs> and But she's gone. She's That's, moved to Raw. It's a rickety bridge. So you end up with away. Alexa, who's now got no friends. Everything, Everyone thinks she's weird and, you know, brainwashed. And she's fully absorbed. And she's fully absorbed into being, um, like, Bray Wyatt's lover or something. That's cool. <laughs> okay. Yes. I like those. I like so all your. Cho- I like all your choices. That's my last choice for. So now, who do you want to go to Raw? See, now I fuck things up. So <laughs> I just stir the pot. Yep. So fair enough. I was my, hoping you would. My first choice for Raw: Roman Reigns. Sure, but I haven't drafted McIntyre away, so I'm fucking like everything. Yeah, up. and you haven't chosen Orton either. No, no, no. So you have Reigns go to Raw. Yeah, and obviously Heyman follows suit as yeah. he would. Um, the issue then becomes. Another Paul Heyman tie-in, yeah, where he basically tries to convince SmackDown to be like, buy him back. If you want him back so badly, he's your champion. Buy him back. Yeah. So like, Heyman plays the manager, the agent card. Yeah. And he's kind of like, I can get you more money out of this. Don't mm. think about this as you being on Raw. Fox will pay you more to be on SmackDown. Yeah. So it plays into that, and you can make Heyman more of an asshole. Yeah. And also, you know, make Reigns also look. And like Reigns a- ends up going back to SmackDown. And Reigns up, ends up becoming this hot as fuck. Like, talent going back. Yeah. A bit like when Triple H got drafted to SmackDown. And <laughs> yeah. it was kind of like, we'll give you everything we can to get him we'll back. We'll give you the Dudley boys and Booker T if we can have him back. <laughs> yeah, can we have him back? So, so it ties into that a little bit. Uh, my second choice, I kind of regret this one, actually, because I can't really justify it. I just thought it'd be quite cool. Matt Riddle. Yeah. Just thought, why not? Why not? It was That was one of those drafts where I thought, just chuck him in. Yeah. I mean, he's been doing some stuff on SmackDown that's been interesting and cool, whatever, but like... Stick it yeah, on Raw. Why not? Stick it on Raw. Put him up against the Hurt Business for whatever reason. Yeah. He'll be the replacement for uh, Mustafa Ali in yeah. the Job Squad. 
Oh god, yeah. No, that's the that's the issue. I think is that yeah. that draft is a throwaway draft that he'll end up just floundering if that yeah. was the case. But I thought it could be interesting if you yeah. kind of take him out of SmackDown and bulk out Raw's yeah. mid card a bit. I'd um, like to see him get beat up by T Bar. I know. Same. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, your next pick kicks his flip flops off. Uh, my third pick um, is Kalisto because I feel like this will be the end of Lucha House Party as yeah. he seems to be branching out on his yeah, own. Yeah, they they basically had their bust ups, haven't they? Yeah, Lucha House Party. Well, Kalisto and the other two, and he they seem to turn into a dick. Basically, Kalisto. They're they're making Kalisto their kind of he's their kind of picture of that what that group was sort of advertised as. Like, yeah, we want this main guy. We can kind of keep the other guys together. Yeah. Um. So I thought split those up proper. Yeah. Fair but enough. then give Kalisto like a proper mid card run rather than just being like yeah. a kind of throwaway cruiserweight. Yeah. Give him a chance. Uh. Fourth pick. <laughs> it's another fuck around one. Yeah. <laughs> Cesaro. He's one half of the SmackDown Tag Team ta- Champions. I know. I know. Yeah. <laughs> and what's your end game with that? Uh. My end game for that is that basically Cesaro and Shinsuke are having a pretty sick run at the moment. Yeah. But then you just kind of throw a wild card of just oh well Cesaro's on Raw now. But they can still justify it by basically doing like a, all right, we kind of need one half of our tag team champions back. Yeah. But then what they could end up doing is, it's not my fifth choice. Yeah. But then also just have Shinsuke go after, like straight away. But I kind of like the idea of it just kind of being like a fucking like, okay, we've got SmackDown tag team champions, but one of them's on each show. Right. So just being an absolute kind of like a bit, it's like, I think it's a draft where I've gone for a few choices that you kind of think you want the draft to feel random. Yeah. You want it to feel like it's not just, oh, we know who's going. Yeah. And I think a draft like that where they kind of go, oh, well, what are we going to do here? You go, yeah, what are you going to do? Here? Yeah. <laughs> so that's kind of that. I don't really have a justified answer for it, but no, I just kind of like the idea of it feeling like it's actually a random yeah, draft. Yeah. Um, and do you have one more pick? My fifth choice. Yeah. It's my favorite one. I thought this one we both have. Yeah. Rhea Ripley. Yeah, fair enough. She is a raw superstar. Yeah, me. no, I mean, actually, I hadn't really thought about that, but that actually makes a hundred percent sense. You know, she hasn't. I don't know quite what she's doing on NXT at the moment, if anything. She kind of had her swan song when she didn't win the title back. Yeah, and it felt like the kind of oh no, she did have yeah, she did have a thing with Triple H though when she was backstage going, oh, I want to get my title back. Um, yeah, and they could, the thing is, they could even play into that and have Triple H be like, part of that conversation you didn't hear was Triple H going. We've got bigger plans for you. We've got bigger plans for you. Yeah. We're moving you up. Well, it's not moving up anymore, is it? It's moving over. Moving, moving over. Because it's an equal brand. It's not an equal brand. It's an equal brand. Yeah. <laughs> but give, I mean, give Rhea Ripley a shot at the women's, any women's title. Yeah. I mean, her versus Asuka for the Raw, Raw Women's title would be amazing. Fuck yeah. So yeah. I just, I thought Chuck She someone... could go in there, just beat the shit out of Bailey and take it really quickly for the yeah. SmackDown Women's title. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the thing. I just thought that'd be quite, and then it, it guarantees that she's in like the Rumble yeah. as a Raw or SmackDown superstar. Yeah. And then she's... Go to win- WrestleMania. She's winning the Rumble. Win the title. Yeah. Uh, at Mania. She was in actually... In front my- of 80,000 people. Even though I've kind of fucked around with Cesaro and Reigns, Rhea Ripley was my biggest... That She was the top billing for me. I had yeah. to put her last though because I was like, it'd be a nice little reveal of like... Nice big reveal. Like, oh, that end. makes sense. You so worked out She well. was actually... Ironically, she was my top pick. Yeah. And there were some good choices from both. I mean, if I don't say so myself. I know? liked yours. Yeah. I liked my picks. I liked uh, I, I liked a number of your picks. Some of mine are so questionable. <laughs> but that's, but again, that's kind of the point of my picks. They are weird. Exactly. But yeah, no, you even justified The Miz. The Miz, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's what him and... Mor- I've been saying it for weeks. What him and Morrison are doing is just completely beneath him. They need to be doing but can, Completely things. beneath both of them, yeah. what they're doing. And like Morrison coming back into the company, the whole idea was that, oh, John Morrison's back. Mm. And then they've just gone, 
Do you remember that tag team you did with The Miz? Yeah, we're doing that again. Yeah, they're best friends. Best friends? And they do a show called The Dirt Sheet? Because <laughs> it's like the internet? It's like, right. you've got John Morris, make him do something when cool. When was he doing that? 2009 or something? Like, Ugh. fucking hell. So old. Anyway, but that's the draft, and yeah. uh, hopefully it'll be as exciting as this has been. I would be excited to see if we get any of these right. I think we might get one or two, maybe. One or two out of both of out us. Out of the ten that we both picked. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, so that's the end of the show. Uh, episode number 61, In the Bag. In the Bag. Uh, I think we've had a great time Go through all the draft picks. Oh, it's always so fun to do and, things like that. Yeah, and talking about uh, the new Capital Wrestling Center. Yeah, I always want to say I say it like... Dijakovic said yeah. on the name of this podcast. The Cheap Shut Wrestling Podcast. podcast. Um, <laughs> yeah, the Capital Wrestling Center. Center. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, so the Capital Wrestling Center draft, takeover, all the good news in the small package stuff. Oh, the small package is still my favorite segment. And I, yeah. I know that, I mean, next week we're going to have the draft finished. Yeah, we'll be able to go through what happened with the draft next week. Yep. Because uh, it's on Friday on SmackDown, then following Monday. Then we record Tuesday. And then we so, hit up Tuesday. Yeah. Oh, it's going to be, uh, next week's going to be a really good episode too, because it's just going to be a recap of like, why the fuck have they done that? Why have they moved them there? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And isn't that amazing that they've moved? So uh, make sure you catch us next week. Um, if you want to follow us on Twitter, it's at Pod. If you want to follow Ben on Twitter, it's at RingReviewPW. If you want to follow us on Instagram, it's CSWPod. If you want to listen back to any of the previous episodes, go to CSWrestlingPodcast.com. Go to Acast or Apple Podcasts to give us a subscribe, a rate, and a review, and listen back to any of the previous episodes. Um, Yes, thank you very much for listening. Thanks for listening. And goodbye. Bye. See you next week. Bye.